0: from around the globe in sold-out arenas and humble churches from out on the streets to your screen and now the time and what must be done on this edition of Farrakhan Speaks.
1: Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, national representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the black man and woman of America and the Western Hemisphere, and to the aboriginal people of the earth, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam, and a warner to the government and people of the United States of America, and a warner to the nations of the earth. Following our last week's broadcast, some of our Twitter followers wanted to know why are you focusing on Jewish people when there are so many problems that we have as black people? Our problem, brothers and sisters, is that we don't know ourselves all the time. We don't know God or the enemy of God. And as long as we are blind to this crucial and critical knowledge in this time then we are open to be deceived misused and continue to be used by our open enemy as a tool and a willing slave so it is absolutely necessary that we untie you from the forces that have you bound as we have been discussing the synagogue of Satan and how these satanic Jews wrote a book with their hands, the Talmud, to make it equal or even superior to the revealed word of God found in the Torah. Look at what a Pulitzer Prize winning Jewish American author, Mr. Herman Wook, whose novels include the Cain Mutiny, the Winds of War, War and Remembrance is quoted as saying the Talmud is to this day the circulating heart's blood of the Jewish religion. Whatever laws, customs, or ceremonies we observe, whether we are orthodox, conservative, reform, or merely spasmodic sentimentalists, we follow the Talmud. It is our common law. If all the members of the Jewish community follow this, and not the Torah, and not the revealed word of God that has come to you, prophet after prophet sent to you, by the Lord of the worlds, if this is true, that you follow that which was written by your own hands, by your doctors of law, your scholars and your rabbis, rather than that which was sent down by God through his many prophets that he sent to the Israelites, then you have chosen death for yourself And your seed. And this day, I, as the representative of the Messiah, have set before you, like Moses did 4,000 years ago, two signs one of life and blessing, one of death and cursing. And the offer is made that you may choose life, that you and your seed may live. Death is at the door of both people, Jews, Gentiles, blacks, the slave, and his master. Are you telling us that the Talmud that refers to non-Jews as savage, heathen, goyim, and useless eaters, that this is the right book to follow? Are you saying that a book that allows you to steal from the goyim, mistreat the heathen and mistreat and not guide the savage nor cleanse the savage, but use your position as a chosen vessel of your God to be a guide for others, but to take advantage of them in their ignorance? Is this what you are saying? Are you saying it is all right to spit when you pass by a Christian church? Are you saying that Jesus of 2,000 years ago, the last prophet to you, that you hate him so much that you say he's dead in hell, boiling in excrement? This is written in the Talmud. Is this what you wish to follow? Then let me humbly say to you, you have chosen the tricknology of your father, Ya'qub over the righteous guidance of the prophets of God. And when your tricks and lies are exposed, then this is your end entirely. So I hope that you will pay attention to what we are saying rather than just dismissing the Torah and its righteous guidance. To my beloved brothers and sisters, the artists and professional people, to our politicians, and to many of our preachers and athletes and scholars and persons of great Uh, influence among black people. The control of the synagogue of Satan over our people must be exposed. These satanic ones have not only controlled hip-hop, but they control, according to their own words, the very messages that are brought to the public. So these rap artists that come to these recording giants with an intelligent rap, a decent rap, when they go to these members of the synagogue of Satan that control the music industry, they are told they don't want this intelligent rap. They want filth and more filth. So these satanic minds, have encouraged filth, they encourage vulgarity, they have encouraged savagery, they have encouraged that which it appears that we delight in to the point that so much evil and filth is coming across the television, the radio, the movies, that filth and vulgarity is now the order of the day. The control exercised, by this synagogue of Satan over black people in economics, entertainment, sports, politics, media, and religion has us tied to them, denying us the ability to exercise truly independent thought and action. Those of you who are chess players, what is the definition of a pawn? According to the dictionary, a pawn is a state of being pledged to. In chess, a man of the lowest value. It can only be moved forward and one square at a time. A person used to advance another's purpose. Unfortunately, the synagogue of Satan has many black members in it some Hispanics, some Chinese, Arabs, Muslims, Christians, and many members of the Jewish people unwittingly are pawns in the synagogue of Satan. To my rap artists, you are being used as a pawn in the game of Satan to help destroy the moral fiber of the American people and the morality of the entire world. But in the book of Matthew, the 21st chapter, the first to the third verses, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you will find an ass tied and a colt tied with her, loose them and bring them unto me. An ass, as you know, is a donkey, a hoofed mammal of the horse family with a braying call, typically smaller than a horse and with longer ears or when it refers to a a human being, it's a stupid or foolish person. A colt is a young, uncastrated male horse, in particular, one less than four years old. A young colt. He's not castrated, but he's tied. And if any man, Jesus said, says anything to you about your untying the ass and the colt, tell them, the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. That means whoever has them tied, once they know that the Lord has need of them, they are in the valley of decision. Will you hold what you have tied, or will you, in obedience to God, send them to the Lord who seeks them? So the colt and the ass are tied. So Jesus asked the disciples to untie them. That tie means, brothers and sisters, that you are belonging to someone or something that you are tied to, and you have to be freed from that tie. So Jesus knew that he could be charged with interfering with another man's property. So he told them, if any man asked you what you are doing, Tell them the master has come and has need of them. But that's interesting because those who have you tied think that they are the master and they want you to believe that they are the master. But a greater master is on the scene now and he is telling his disciples to untie you. And if your present Master has anything to say, tell them. The real master, God himself has come and he desires to give you a chance to make a great nation and a great new world out of the ass and the colt. This scripture is showing that the master wanted both, the unlearned and the learned because these were the people of his choice. It's interesting that the donkey is the symbol of the Democratic Party and we are tied to that party and maybe we need to be untied. For we are like the ass, we are less intelligent then the cult, we acting very foolishly and even sometimes stupid, begging for a job, begging for this, begging for that. That is a sound of the ass. And in the Quran it says the most hateful sound with God is the braying of an ass. And when you cry out, give me a job, give me justice, Instead of saying, let me go, that I might build a great future for myself and our people. Let us stop this hateful sound in the ears of God, a begging, dependent, slave-like human being. Let us stand up and exercise like free men and take a step. Toward independence. The master has come. That's big. Not just I have come. But a new master has come. And this new master is giving orders. To the disciples. And is giving an instruction to the old master. In the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. In the 49th chapter, the 24th verse, it asks the question, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive be delivered? Well, if you won't let us untie our people from those who have them tied up, then God will have to take the prey from the mighty and deliver the lawful captive. Captive. You know, in the book of Proverbs, uh, I think it's Solomon talking, he's telling the people with whom he spoke, he said, Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways, and become wise. If you will notice, there's only one place on this earth that ants are not found, and that is in the Antarctic. The very coldest region. Ants have made it to every part of our planet. And the thing about ants is that they take on and imitate the environment where they are found. And so it is with the wise Jewish people who have been guided by God, who have studied the ant, and they are not sluggards, and they have absolutely become wise. They are in every nation and have assumed the culture, the language, the names of the people of that nation, yet they are themselves. They never deviate from their root. They are members of a Jewish people and to that they are faithful. They are in every nation in Central America, South America, in Canada, yes. They are in every nation in Europe, yes. They have control even in Russia and in South Africa and in many African countries. They are there and wherever they are, They are in positions of great power. Last week, we were attempting to show you the inordinate degree of power that members of the Jewish community have attained, not only in America, but throughout the world. And whether you know it or not, the freedom of our people and all people can never be attained until we are loosed from that which has tied us up. The honorable Elijah Muhammad says that when a snake has swallowed a prey, some of these snakes can take its prey in whole. Then you have to massage the body of the snake carefully to bring up what it has swallowed. And that is very skillful and has to be carefully done because you and I have been captured by the world's serpent and he has the whole of humanity in his grip and most of humanity doesn't know how tied they are to Satan himself and this is why the scripture says Satan has deceived the entire world and this is why Christ has the awesome responsibility of revealing satan and revealing himself and the god and destroying the works of satan and bringing into existence a brand new world don't you want to be a part of that brand new world since you are just a pawn in this one don't you think that you would do so much better if your skills, gifts, and talents that Almighty God has so abundantly given you could be unfettered by those who demand from you and keep you functioning according to their will? Well, let me remind you of a man in the scripture named Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus, and he died, and... Martha and Mary were very upset because Lazarus was dead and I think it was Martha who said to Jesus, had you been present, he would not have died. And so Jesus asked them, take me where he is. And in the picture of Lazarus, he was in a cave-like grave And Jesus went to the mouth of that cave-like grave and in a loud voice called out to Lazarus. And the book said, And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And then Jesus cried out again, "Loose him! and let him go well if he were dead he's already bound what force bound him that he was dead yet his hands were bound a napkin was around his eyes he had eyes but he couldn't see but evidently, he heard the call of Jesus and he began coming forth, but yet he was still bound. And so Jesus said, loose him. Who was he talking to? Who had bound him? Who had blinded him? He was bound by Satan. So God was giving Satan a command, Lose him and let him go. And that's the same command That God is giving to you today America Let my people go That is my subject today with you The time and what must be done America you're going to have to let The black man and woman go Imagine Moses meeting with God and the first time he has that meeting with God, God gives him a command, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. He's choosing one of the slaves to go tell Pharaoh. He didn't go and talk to Pharaoh himself He chose one from among the slaves and asked him, commanded him to tell Pharaoh. So I'm telling you today, in the name of almighty God, Allah, and his Messiah, you've got to let this black man and woman go. Well, why, God, did you want Pharaoh to let your people go? Well, if you've been in prison and the judge sentenced you to a certain amount of time when the time is finished, if the jail still wants to hold you, that's unjust. So somebody has to come and speak for you to those who have captured you and say, wait a minute, his time is up. His time of service to you is over. He's paid his debt. Let him go. The God and ruler of the heavens and the earth had prophesied that we would be in bondage for 400 years. And he also said at the end of that time, he would come and judge those that held us in captivity and bring us out from our captivity and give us a land of our own. And the scripture says we would go to our fathers in peace Because we were not in our father's house like the prodigal son, we had joined ourselves on to be a citizen in a strange land among a strange people. You, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, are like the prodigal son, feeding swine, lovers of filth that you are wrapping. Lovers of the filth that you are singing. Lovers of the filthy jokes that you are telling. And those who sit and listen, bringing your wives, your daughters, your mothers to hear such. Don't you think it's time that we should demand of those who entertain us to stop insulting us with filth? And demand that our people and those who entertain us clean up their acts. So while Satan may be making you rich, but keeping you dumb. So that when you speak, it's like the braying of an ass. It is a hateful sound in the ears of God. I think you should make the right type of sound the sound of free men. In the scriptures, there's a talk about the son of man. Why does the Bible use son of man and then in another place, son of God? When the Holy Quran is against our saying that God has taken to himself a woman and begotten a son. Our prayers tell us that we pray all of the time he begets not, nor is he begotten, and there is none like him. This language of Christianity has to be made clear so that it fits the truth of the Holy Quran's teaching. The Holy Quran was revealed after the Torah and after the Injil or Gospel, and it was revealed to correct the falsehood that have been added to those previous books. So how can we harmonize the son of man, the son of God, the sons and daughters of God with what the Holy Quran teaches? In the book of Genesis, a weak God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Remember in a broadcast a few uh, weeks ago, we mentioned how powerful God is. He needs no help. He just says be, and it is. He said, let there be light, and there was light. But in the 26th verse of the first chapter of Genesis, this is not the same God that originated the heavens and the earth without help. Let us make a man in our image. So the man that was made took the people of God and made them the children of man. So you are now called the children of Israel, the children of white people who treat you not like a man, they call you boy, and they treat us like we are little boys, even when we are the president of the United States of America, they talk to us with that same mentality that we are the boys, the lesser man that they made. So a son of man is coming because the man that now needs someone to come after him, he has been reduced from being a son or a image or likeness of the real God. He is a God himself, but not the supreme being, but he's a God, but he's been reduced now to man. And in that reduction of his stature and status, he's longing to be returned to his original position with God. So out of that longing for man to return to his own original position with God as a true child of God, then his longing in the final analysis at the end of the God of this world's time, man would produce out of his longing a son, and that son would return that man that had been brought down back to his original Position So where does this Son of God come in? Once the Son of Man comes, he exercises the power and authority of God. so he reaches among a people that are considered dead and he raises one from the dead and makes him into himself. So what you have in the New Testament is a very special relationship between God and a son that he made. Not a son that was begotten, but a son that was made from his mind, from his spirit, from his essence. It's really talking about a son who is the son now of the God that was raised from the dead. Master Farad Muhammad, the great Mahdi, came to North America by himself and found his people that were lost, the black man and woman of America. His assignment is the resurrection of the dead. And so he took one from among a mentally dead foolish people and raised him, and made him into himself. So now you have a father-son relationship, but that one that was raised from the dead, the first begotten of the dead, that's the honorable Elijah Muhammad. He is now at the right hand of almighty God, Allah, the great Mahdi. And he now has made a son for himself. Not one begotten of a female, but begotten from his spirit, from his mind, from his essence. I remember the Honorable Elijah Muhammad saying to me one day, Brother, I want you to line your mind up with my mind so that there will only be one mind. And I wondered, how in the world could that be done? And my faithful friend and companion, Jibreel Muhammad, said to me, oh, brother, that's easy. He just brings you along the path that Allah brought him, and he will make you into himself. Elijah Muhammad was rejected of men. Elijah Muhammad was hated. Elijah Muhammad was cast into prison. Elijah Muhammad had enemies within and enemies without that sought his very life. And in the end of his time among us, he escaped a serious death plot, which we will get into in a future Broadcast. And now we are here making him known and his great commission known, but also by his permission and guidance making Satan known. Well, the Quran says Muhammad is not the father of any of your men, he is the messenger of God and the seal of the prophets. So this son idea is a relationship between a man and his teacher that he's like the son of his teacher and the teacher is like a father to this son. So when the disciples said, Master, teach us how to pray. He said, pray on this wise, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, that Lord's prayer is a prayer for all the true followers of Christ, that he's making us heirs of the kingdom and heirs of the wisdom that God has given him, that he made him into himself, that he could say, I and my Father are one. Well, if we are in submission to God and become more Christ-like, we become the sons and daughters of God through the example of Jesus the Christ, the great Mahdi. In Islam, we say it like this. We don't use son and daughter. We say Muslim. Because when one submits his or her will to do the will of God, then God becomes the father of your speech. He's the father of what I'm saying to you. I am not the originator of what I'm saying. He's the father of my actions. He's the father of the fearlessness and the courage that I have. He's the father of the path that I am treading. He's the father of the nation that he's bringing into existence. And if you submit as I have submitted, then he too will make you into him and we will become a nation of gods. And as the scripture said, he will be among us. He will be our God and we will be his people. Well, Let's now look at this synagogue of Satan and see how they are continuing their evil mistreatment of the people of God. Let us go. You have nothing for us to do. You're trying your best to destroy us. So we will not fulfill our destiny. But the more you attempt to destroy Us, the people of God, the more God will increase the calamities that he's bringing against you to ultimately force you to obey his command to let his people go. When we look at the prison industrial complex, we see the wicked plan of Satan to reinstitute slavery and involuntary servitude especially among the black, Hispanic, and poor whites. In a book written by the research team of the nation called How White Folks Got So Rich, they write, most indigenous black and Indian cultures had no terms or words such as jail or prison and crime was virtually unknown. European colonization is notable for both its introduction of new diseases and its imposition of alien systems of government, crime, and punishment. Well, let's come all the way forward to 2013 in the land of the free. This land now boasts the highest incarceration rate the world. It's right here in the United States of America. The United States has less than 5% of the world's population, but 23% of the world's prison and jail population. There are more than 2.3 million prisoners in federal state and local prisons in the United States, but twice as many people are under probation and on parole. More than 60% of U.S. prisoners are non-whites. Four of every 10 black people in their 20s are in prison on probation or on parole. And on any given day, an estimated one in 25 American Indians age 18 or older is under the jurisdiction of the criminal justice system. Well, just as convict leasing prison system was a boon to industrialists and state governments in the Jim Crow era, today's prisons are a prime source of cheap labor for corporations and state and federal governments which operate the correctional system as a continuation of slavery. From the time of emancipation, when these corporate contracts were established, in the 1890s, the prison population of whites stayed constant, while the black prison population grew by 900%. Thank the innocent black forced labor victims for America's roads, bridges, dams, and railroads. But the privatization of prisons has generated immense profits for white people and has coincided with black imprisonment campaigns with names like Three Strike. Tough on crime, truth in sentencing. Did you know that inmates are contracted out to private industries to do telemarketing, manufacturing, agriculture, bill collection? Prisoners earn 23 cents an hour to manufacture high-tech electronic components for advanced Patriot missiles, land mine sweepers, and night vision goggles, as well as other complex components for military contractors like McDonnell Douglas, Boeing, General Dynamics, and Lockheed Martin. All 54,000 Georgia inmates work under these slavery-like contracts major corporations profiting from the slave labor of prisoners include listen IBM Texas Instruments Dell Kmart JC Motorola Compaq Honeywell Honeywell pardon me Microsoft Revlon Chevron TWA McDonald's Victoria's Secret and Eddie Bauer to name just a few. This war on drugs, which some scholars, white and black, are saying it is a war on the black man and woman of America to feed the lucrative prison industry. Well, if we look at our prisons and see today that the prison uh, is on the the, um, stock exchange. And the corporate owners of prisons now are telling the states, in fact, all 48 states, that they want to take over the prisons. But the one thing that they insist is that the prisons be 90 percent Filled Well, this is leading us to the time then when if a prison has to be 90% filled, who's going to fill it? Is this why in every city and town in America the police are harassing our young people? Stop and frisk them. And if there's any kind of resistance, They are put in jail, maybe a misdemeanor, sometimes upgraded to a felony, and then put in prison, then robbing them of whatever civil rights they have, voting rights they have. This is going on as we speak. Have you noticed the amount of tornadoes that are striking? Have you noticed the weather pattern getting more and more dangerous? America, this is because of the wicked plots that you are planning against our people. And I must hasten to tell you, the God that I serve knows the plans that you have in mind for me and the nation of Islam. So the more you hatch your plans, keep watching how terrific these calamities are going to be. Well, let's look at the Emancipation Proclamation. Do you really think that Abraham Lincoln loved you so much that he wanted to set you free? Check this out. On September 22, 1862, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which would take effect on January 1st, 1863. At the same time that the proclamation was made, but not yet uh, taking effect, the president offered money to the so-called slave states if they would not be in rebellion against the United States. President Lincoln also offered the slave states the right to continue to colonize persons of African descent. And finally, the proclamation offered to the citizens who remained loyal to the United States within those states who may have seceded to be compensated for the loss of their slaves. It was only after the slave states in the South remained in rebellion and rejected President Lincoln's offer that on January the 1st, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln emancipated the slaves in the South. Now, most of you, my dear and beloved brothers and sisters who are trying so hard to be a citizen... So you look at the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, of course, except if you commit a crime. Think about that. And after slavery was abolished, in the 14th Amendment, it defines citizenship. But why did the 14th Amendment come into existence? It is because after the 13th Amendment was passed, the South and other states began enacting what is called the Black Codes. It was an effort to re-enslave blacks. Black Codes existed in the South as well as the North, and some of the states were Mississippi, Texas, South Carolina, Indiana, Ohio, and Illinois. Then the 14th Amendment came about, which gave us Due process, equal protection clause, and these privileges or immunities clause. Then they got angry with that, that the slave codes or the black codes, as they were called, were inaugurated. Then they started the Ku Klux Klan uh, killing blacks. So the 15th Amendment came into existence, prohibiting the denial of suffrage or the right to vote based on race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Now look, brothers and sisters, here we are, 2013. The Supreme Court is about to, in, by June, many black leaders say, strike down Section 5, of the Voting Rights Bill. All of these amendments, the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th amendments to the Constitution have been on the books now since 1865 to 1870. Now we are still unprotected in America. Can't you see that you are only a citizen in name but not in fact? And this is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we are really non-citizens. They use us as pawns when there's a war to be fought, when there are taxes to be paid. They say we have the right to vote and after we vote our own into office, The FBI, with schemes, tried to trick and trap our black elected officials to turn them out of office. The Compromise of 1877 is arguably the most devastating single government action in the history of blacks in America. This is when a group of politicians convened at the Wormley Hotel in Washington, D.C., to attempt to resolve the deadlocked presidential election of 1876 between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden. They agreed that if Hayes were awarded the presidency, he would remove government protection of the black ex-slaves in the South and allowed the former Southern slaveholding class to return to power. And in their return to power, we would be turned back to the plantation in a new form of slavery. This is the exact point in history when American whites collectively decided that black emancipation was a mistake, and from that point forward, blacks would never have freedom, justice, or equality in American society. Well, I'd like to begin to close this serious talk because in 14 years, from 1863 to 1877 look at the progress that black people made attempting to be free. Blacks made great strides achieving political offices, developing private businesses, even setting up dozens of all black towns but white terrorists targeted them for destruction as in Rosewood, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma. The first bombs that ever fell in America fell on Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma and many other lesser known places. Blacks lost billions in investment dollars to whites through these acts of terror. But the most ironic and profound feature of this episode is that on the same day that white American politicians decided to end black progress forever, the founder of the powerfully progressive nation of Islam, Master Farad Muhammad was born in the holy city of Mecca, Arabia. Both events, the two most significant in the history of black America, happened on February 26, 1877. So as we near our conclusion, I pray that we will see that God has come to demand that we be set free, that America let us go. Our government keeps talking about Assad and Muammar Gaddafi as illegitimate because they've killed their own people. I must question the government of America. Are you permitting the killing? of American people by signing into law making Monsanto exempt from prosecution, written by Monsanto, Senator Blunt, for the use of genetically modified organisms? Well, evidently, we are not your own people. And maybe the poor are not your own people. Russian President Putin angrily refused to see Secretary of State John Kerry and kept him waiting about three hours, and when he did see him, it was reported that President Putin was so enraged that he sent a message to President Obama condemning his obvious support of genetically modified organisms and the giants who produced them, Syngenta, DuPont, Monsanto, and Dow. Putin and other leaders believe firmly that these genetically modified organisms and a class of pesticides called neonicotinoids is what is killing the bee population. Putin said this means war because killing the bee population ultimately produces famine and soon we will not be able to produce the food to feed the people. According to the EU Times report, the European Union, following the lead from Russia, Switzerland, France, Italy, Slovenia, and Ukraine, have passed a law to ban the use of neonicotinoids in Europe. But in spite of all the pesticide caused bee deaths, the US refuses to do so. So he warned President Obama through Kerry that this could trigger a global war, World War III. And so America has refused to stop introducing these neonicotinoids into the American scene. And so America, you are killing your own people. A message to my president, my dear brother, you must be careful because civil war means you kill your own people. And if the militia feels that this is no longer a government in their interests, a tyrannical government, if they rise against their government, wouldn't you be forced to kill your own people? So I say to this synagogue of Satan, I read the other day that Mr. Abe Foxman of the Anti-Defamation League was lashing out at evangelist Billy Graham because some tapes that were a part of President Nixon's presidential library in which Mr. Graham spoke of Revelation 3 and 9. In that Oval Office talk, Billy Graham said, there are two kinds of Jews and he mentioned the synagogue of Satan. Mr. Graham knew that such a synagogue existed, but Mr. Graham may have spoken it in the privacy of the Oval Office with Mr. Nixon, but Mr. Graham could not say it publicly because he would be charged with anti-Semitism. I'm saying to Mr. Foxman, Billy Graham is one of the greatest Christian evangelists of the 20th century. And every Christian that reads the Bible, that reads the book of Revelation, is acquainted that there are two kinds of Jews, loyal, faithful, observant Jews, and the synagogue of Satan. And since none of you will speak the words of Christ, you have left it for me, to do, so Mr. Foxman, just leave Billy Graham alone because he only mentioned it in the Oval Office, but I am the one by the grace, guidance, and protection of God making this synagogue of Satan known to the American people and the world. So if there's somebody that you have to go after Why don't you come after me and let the real showdown begin? Thank you for listening, and may Allah grant you the light of understanding as I greet you in peace. as salam alaykum.
0: Please log on again next week and every week this year for the time and what must be done. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Log on to NOI.org every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time for truth, guidance, and unequaled love from the National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Pass on the word every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time at NOI.org. The time and what must be done Remember, to have Minister Farrakhan answer your questions, tweet them to at Lewis Farrakhan, hashtag AskFarrakhan. And to add this message to your library or as a gift for someone you love, go to store.finalcall.com.